0: Okay, so the main, the main focus is to try to address the following question. Maramakum number one, we all know, is Chayav Adam Liris Kilu Mitzrayim, which means there's an obligation, the night of the Seder, to sort of pretend and to sort of live as if you left Mitzrayim. And there's an obvious question, which is how do you experience Gula when we're still in Gaulus? Like the whole Avodah of the night of the Seder is to sort of talk about Gula in America, and it's a bit of a contradiction, and the question is really how to do this. Bechlal, you know, what exactly is the Avoid of the night of the Seder? Because I mentioned this uh, the last Shabbos afternoon, that I I feel sometimes people get so focused on varts, and it's all trees and no forest. It's like, Bechlal, what's the Avoid? So, the main focus, I think, is from a story brought down in the Haggadah. In Oys Bays, the Haggadah itself says, "Ma'isa, Rav Eliezer, Rav Yeshua, Rav Elzib Rav Akiva, Rav We all know this famous story that there were five Tanoyim: Rav Elzib and Azaria, Rav Yeshua, Rav Eliezer, Rav Akiva, and Rabbi Shayim and they were having the Seder, the Hagada in Benaybrak. B'Yim Saper b'Etias Mitzrayim kolos alayla, and they were telling over the story of Etias Mitzrayim the whole night. Until famously, the students came and said, You know, Rabbeinu, it's it's time for Shachris." So that's the famous story. We all know those five tanoim getting together in benebra Now, the Aruch HaShulchan, and it's a fairly famous piece from the Aruch HaShulchan. The Aruch HaShulchan has a couple questions on this Maisa. Question number one, and I brought them down in Eis Gimel. I'll tell you outside that we'll see it inside. He wants to know why were these tanoim in Bene Brak. First of all, Bene Brak was the house, was the home was the hometown you know the 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 home of Rav Akiva. Rav Akiva, while we know how great Rav Akiva was, Rav Akiva was a Talmud. He was not the rabbonim. He was a Talmud of Yeshua. He was a Talmud Khaver of Rav Tarfon. He was a student of a lot of these rabbim. So why would the rabbonim go to the student? That's question number one. In addition, the Arach points out that Rebbe himself, the fact that he went to Rav Akiva is itself strange. Because we know that Rebbe lived in Lud, And Rebbe Leezer, Shita, and Mesecha Sukkah, you know how, I mean, this year, hopefully we should be able to go back to Uman, but we all know that people uh, always, um, this would be one of those quips that you're referring to, that people like to complain oh, it's it's not fair, people going to Uman, they're leaving their family, which is always a funny thing that all of a sudden people care, uh, you know, about other people, Simchas for, Yomtev, for that. But Lemaissa, Revoliezer Shita, was that you're not allowed to leave your family for Yomtev. The Gemara in Sukkah tells us, Revoliezer Shibach Esat in Bechag, he used to praise those that are lazy on yomtiv, meaning he liked people staying home. He felt that halachically, a person has to stay with his family on Yomtev. So the question is, Rav Leezer himself was a proponent of staying home. So if Rav Leezer was a proponent of staying home, why is he going to Rav Akiva? So if you see in Ois Gimel, I, I just bring it down. Akiva. We know that all those Tanoim were going to Rav Akiva's house in B'nei Brak. And the Aruch and other Achorinim already asked, why are the Rabbanim going to the students? It would make more sense that Ravakiva should go to Rav Yeshua. That's question number one. Rabbaniezer's sheet is that a person is supposed to stay home for Yom So if you're supposed to stay home, So why, why is Rabbaniezer, of all people, joining Ravakiva? So the Aruch HaShulchan has a very beautiful answer. And I'd like to sort of take his answer and to explain a little bit further. The Arach says that the reason why these tanoim went to Reva Kiva can be understood based on a very, very, very famous, very beautiful Gemara in the end of Makhis. The Gemara end of Makhis tells us that these same tanoim, these five tanoim, were also traveling together. It's not a coincidence, it's the same. Reveli Li Ezben Azayi, Rebbe Yishur, that they were traveling. And the Gemara tells us, "Shuv how you oil in These great Hanoim, right after the churban, were traveling, and they were walking to Yushalayim. And the Gemara tells us, when they got to Haratzofim, karu They ripped their begodim because of mourning. This is right after the churban. Kivan and the Gemara tells us further that when they got to Harabayis. Famously, Ro, Shul, Yotza, Mebeis, Kotshe, They saw a fox running out of the Kodesh HaKadoshim. And the Gemara tells us, his Hein Boychen. So these great Tanoim, Rav Tarfin, and Rav Lesben and Rav Yeshua, and Rav Liezer started to cry. But the Gemara says, Rav Akiva Metzachik. Rav Akiva started to laugh. And we'll focus on, notice, it says laugh. We'll talk about that later. So Amrulai they said to Rav Akiva, Why are you laughing? So Amr So Rav Akiva said back to them, strangely enough, he says, Why are you crying? So Amrulai they said, very simply put, The Kiddush HaKadoshim, the holiest place on earth, a place that any person is not supposed to enter, which is every person other than the Kayin Gadol and Yom Kippur, Such a person, any person who enters such a place gets death. And now we see foxes running through. It's in such a state of desolation. We're not supposed to cry. So of course we're crying. Crying over the Chorban. So Amr Lehen, Surah Vikiva says, That's the very reason why I'm laughing. Because it says in the Pasuk, The Pasuk says, I have testimony i have witnesses in the form of prophets it's ben the pasuk compares and equates and connects the prophecy of uriah to the prophecy of Zachariah. now uriah's prophecy is about destruction Zachariah's is much more about redemption and the gemara asks bichima uriah What is the connection between Uriah and Zechariah? Uriah is B'mikdash Rishon, Zechariah M'mikdashen. Uriah and Zechariah were both prophets, but they didn't live at the same time. So what's the connection between these two prophets? Why does the Pasek equate them? So it says, The Pasek is connecting the prophecy of Zechariah to the prophecy of Uriah. Meaning, the prophecy of Uriah, which is destruction, is connected to the prophecy of Zechariah, of redemption. Regarding Uriah, it says That Uriah, it says that Yerushalayim will be like a plowed field. And Zechariah promises the rebuilding of Yerushalayim. So says Reve Rav Kiva says, if I didn't see the prophecy of destruction taking place, I wouldn't know that the prophecy of redemption will also take place. But now that I see the prophecy of destruction has taken place, I know that the prophecy of redemption will take place. And therefore I'm laughing. I'm laughing because while you see foxes running through, I know that this is a promise that the Beis HaMikdash will be rebuilt. So the Gemara famously ends off, and those four Tanoim said to him, Akiva Necham Akiva Akiva, you comforted us, Akiva, you comforted us. It's a very famous Gemara of Rav Akiva's ability, and we'll talk today a little bit about where that Koyach came from, Rav Akiva's ability to see necham. So says the Arach HaShulchan, a big mamish like a uh, Ruach HaKodesh. The Arachashulchan asked the question, why were those Tanoim in Bnei Barak by, by Rav Akiva? So says the Arachashulchan, I'll tell you it outside, that we'll see it in noise Hay. The Arachashulchan says that because those Tanoim had been with Rav Akiva once, and they saw Rav Akiva's ability to comfort them, when they saw the fox coming out of the Kodesh Akadashim. So says the Arach that year, for whatever reason, that year that the Tanayim went to Bnei Barak, was a year that was full of Shmad. it was a year full of destruction and full of anti-Semitism and full of difficulties for Klal Yisrael. And those Tanayim were sort of stuck in that state of despair, they were stuck in that seeing Fox leaving the Kedesh HaKadoshim, and they wanted that pick-me-up, they wanted that Rav Kiva that laugh, that laughter of Rav so they went to his seder. They went to his seder to get that pick me up, to get that nechama of Rav as it says in Oyshei. This is from the Haggadishal Pesach of Leil Hashimurim, which is the Haggadishal Pesach of the Aruch HaShulchan, That the Aruch HaShulchan says, "Harabanim hayu b'matziv kasha that that year the rabbanim were in a very difficult situation for whatever reason. That year was Leilenu a very difficult year for Klal Yisrael. Doiru shel Shmad. It was a generation of. Of of Pagrom's and it was a year of destruction after the Khurban. Valkane is gab to So it says that they went to Revakiva. Asha nichamaisam that Revakiva was able to give that Nechamtanu, they knew that Revakiva has the ability to just find Nechama when no one else can see it. Shul bebase that when they saw a fox leaving the Kedush HaKadoshim, they knew that Rav Akiva would be able to sort of help them and to comfort them. And therefore, they went to Rav Akiva to be makabel that that hope, to makabel that 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 laughter of Rav Akiva. And the truth is, it's not a coincidence that Rav Akiva has this ability, and we'll talk in a few moments where this ability comes from. But I saw that Rev Kluger points out something amazing in the end of Magid. In the end of Magi, there's a bracha. Yep. And the bracha is, Baruch Ata Hashem, al Asher ga'alnu Mitzrayim. that we thank Hashem that He redeemed us from Mitzrayim, and we got to this point, That's the lashon of the bracha from the Mishnah. After that, we add the following lines in the Haggadah. After thanking Hashem for taking us out of Mitzrayim and bringing us to this point, we then add the following, so too it is, the will of God, that we should reach future festivals, that will come to us in peace, that we should reach future and, and then look at this lotion this is not a normal lotion for Brachas, we should rejoice over the building of your city, and rejoice in your in your service. And we should eat from the future carbonus. It's a very strange law that we're asking from Mashiach to come, that we're looking forward to future mayadim. So who authored that that bracha? Who added those three lines? So the Gemara and Psachim tells us that that was authored by Rav Kiva. And therefore it's not a coincidence that Rav Akiva is the author of that bracha of, of not just thanking Hashem for getting us to Pesach, but that hope of getting to the future, future redemption. It's all Rav Akiva. And that's why the Tanayim went to Rav Akiva's house in order to be mekabled at Tanchuma. The question is, where did Rav Akiva get this Kayach from? Where did this Kayach of Rav Akiva, how, Why is it that Rav is the only one who could see a fox coming out with the Kedosh HaKadoshim and he could laugh? So, when I was looking into this sugya, a lot of the svarim point, and it's a pretty obvious connection that there's a very famous gemara in Brachis, with also which relates to Rav Kiva. That the gemara tells us that Rav Kiva used to say, "Call Ma that everything Hashem does, He does for the good. And the gemara goes on further to say that Rav Kiva was once traveling. And it's a very famous Gemara, I'll just I'll mention it quickly. The Ravikiva was traveling with a donkey, with a chicken, and with a light. And he went to a town, and he was hoping to, to have someone take him in. And no one in the town was willing to take him in. No one was willing to house Ravikiva for the night. And he said, okay, so he had to go to the forest, and he said, "Call everything Hashem does is for the good. And then the Gemara continues to tell us that a lion came and attacked the donkey, which, by the way, means that he was near a lion. And that means that uh, he was uh, attacked by a lion. A lion attacked the donkey. He said, everything is for the good. And then a fox came and ate the chicken. A wind came and blew out the candle. And the Gemara tells us that the next morning he found out that the town that he was trying to stay in was attacked by uh, soldiers. And if they would have, if he would have been there, he would have been injured or killed. If he would have if, if he would have had the, the donkey with him, they would have heard the donkey, or they would have heard the chicken, or they would have seen the light, and he would have also been in danger. So he said, oh, you see, call him David." Rahman Aletav. It's like the first Hashka Pratis, you know, Rabbi Pesach Kron story. The first one. So everyone likes to point to that Gemara, and they just say, that you see that Rabbi Kiva has this ability to just be positive. That he just always looked at the bright side of life. So, so too, Rav Akiva saw the fox coming out and he saw the bright side. That's a lot of Svarim say. And I think it's a very simple uh, simple way to look at it. The Rav Akiva just had the ability to just see the positive. I think it's more than that. Because the kasha is, what's the positive in a fox leaving the Kodesh Akadoshim? Meaning, sometimes in life, you have situations where I, there is no positive to see, Right? You have someone that's going through real difficulties. Some people are very good at seeing the positive. Oh, you know, you lost your job, but now you have more time with your family. Uh, you know, and there are people that are really good at finding that positive. But there's some situations where there's no positive. There's some situations where there's it no positive. Rav seeing a, a, a fox coming out of the kaidish What's the positive in that? So I think the key to understanding Rav Kiva's ability is from the Lashen Mitzachik. It says that, it didn't say that Rav Akiva comforted them, Rav Akiva told them, Rav Akiva spoke to them. It says that Rav Akiva laughed. Mitzachik is a very specific Lashen. And obviously it's very much connected to Yitzchak Avinu. Yitzchak means he will laugh. I think that Rav Akiva's Koyach is very much connected to the power of Yitzchak Avinu. So what's the power of Yitzchak Avinu? So in O'zayin, there's a piece from Rav Kluger. Rav Kluger Shita Shlita in one of his Mamorim uh, Anushpizim. He has a piece on on Yitzchak Avinu, and he talks about the mysterious character that was Yitzchak. That he's the one Av that we know the least about. And of all the Avos, you have the entire life of Yaakov, the entire life of Avram Avinu. Yitzchak is is barely in one parsha. He's born, he's forty, and then he's old and blind. His whole life is very mysterious. Look at the words of Rav Kluger. He says, Kluger says there are two ways to be mamtik Dinim. There are two ways to deal with difficulties in life, to sweeten the judgment. There are two ways to sort of deal with, you know, foxes leaving the Kedosh HaKadoshim. And he points that he feels that these two methods are symbolized by the two minhagim that we find on Rosh Hashanah. On Rosh Hashanah and the, throughout that whole time period, the minig is to have honey on challah. Many chassidim will have honey and also put salt. Within those that are noyig to have honey and salt, there's two basic minhagim. Some put honey and salt on the same side of the challah, and some put salt on one side and honey on the other. Now while this seems pretty like benign, and seems like pretty simple. Rev Kulvger looks at this as two like different approaches to dealing with difficulties in life. He says like this, One common custom is to put salt and honey on the same side of the chal. What does that mean? He says, That's, an expression, That's that's a symbol of being in difficulty and finding the good. Meaning, the Gamzul That you have a massive of difficulty, that you're in that salt, and you put honey on the salt, that you have difficulty in life, and you sweeten it by finding the little good within it. That's called Hamtakis Adin. And by the way, just agav, the reason why that works, and that's obviously a very important thing to do that if you have difficulty in life, if you're able to find the good and it the good in it, that itself helps remove the difficulty. And not to get not to take too much of a detour. Just mamish two minutes, the Balatanya has a Mimur where he describes the reason why this works is because if you realize that everything comes from Hashem and Hashem is Kulei Toiv, that means that everything in life is really t'ayv. I There are difficulties in life, there are parts of life that are aren't unpleasant. So says the Baal Tanya, at its source, everything's good. When it comes down here, sometimes it doesn't seem so good. Which means, in between the source, and when it came down here, negativity latched on. And, 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 and is latched on. But the truth is, if you're able to find the good and trace it back, that the difficulty in your life, you try to trace it back to see that it's really good, and you trace the difficulty back to Hashem, then all of a sudden the fall, the negative sort of falls away because it's like an illusion. Because if everything comes from Hashem, and Hashem is kulay ta'iv, that means everything is ta'iv. It looks bad, okay, so it's like the bad is latching on, but if you're somehow able to attach and to sort of trace it back to its source then the negativity just falls away. He actually says something amazing. He says that's the avoider of Birchus Kriyashma. Birchus Kriyashma. We say in Birchus Kriyashma, Kodesh, Kodesh, Kodesh. We talk about how the Malachim are saying to Oifanim v'chayis ha-kaddish. Why are we talking about angels singing praise to Hashem? So he says this. I, I can't explain it fully. But he says that we know that there's a Yezah Toib and Yezah hara. Right. The Harah in Shemayim, whatever this means, I don't fully understand this. You have to speak to Yossi about this. But the Harah in Shemayim comes from Malachim. It comes through Malachim, meaning the same source, the part of Hashem that's in of you, that's a Harah, comes from Malachim. It comes through Malachim. Whatever that means. So he says, so says the Balatanya, when we're saying Kaddish, 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 what we're doing is we're being Mamtik Dinim. We're finding the good, that the Yitzhahara is negative, and all negativity of a Jew comes from the Yitzhahara, but we're saying, where does the, the Yitzhahara come from at its source? It comes from Malachim, who are saying, Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish. That means at its source it's really good. That's sort of finding the good, that's, that's putting honey on the salt. And all of a sudden you realize this, you realize the Yitzhahara is not so bad. That the Yitzhahara of a Jew is also Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish. That's the first Avoidah. But that's not Revakiva, I don't think. And says of Kluger, To do this is not very easy. To do this is not always applicable. Because sometimes in life, you can't necessarily see the good. So says of Kluger like this. There's a second alternative. And that's Yitzchak Avinu. Says Rav Kluger, Yitzchak avinu, avinu, Meir l'cholechot ve'echo, Nukuda n'yisefes. Yitzchak Avinu, gives every Jew another alternative, and that is, I'll tell you outside, and then maybe we'll see it inside. You see, sometimes in life, you can't necessarily see the good. So what do you have to do? What you have to do is, you have to realize, that at some point, this is all going to be over. At some point, it's all going to be okay. Not that it's okay now. And not that you could find any type. But Rabbi Nachman says that when a Jew is in pain, what happens is naturally you close your eyes. Right? It's a natural reaction as you close your eyes. He says what's happening is that a Jew is sort of like squinting. When you want to see something in the distance, you sort of squint. The Avaida is to sort of close your eyes and to sort of put yourself... In That at some point when Mashiach comes, everything is going to be fixed. Everything is going to be perfect. Every person that passed away is going to be back. Every kid that went off the derech will be back at the table. All the tsarists will be clarified, will be fixed. Everything will be perfect. Sometimes the avodah right now is to not necessarily see the good. Because sometimes you can't see the good. The avodah is to sort of close your eyes and to sort of put yourself, pretend you're in the future. Yitzchak Avinu, says of Kluger, his whole life was a life of the Asid Lava. Yitzchak means he will laugh. Yitzchak Avinu is the soul out of time. He's a soul that comes from that future place. Yitzchak Avinu, the Gemara tells us, ushers in Mashiach. Yitzchak Avinu, the Gemara tells us that there's one time that Hashem will laugh, and that's when Mashiach comes. Yitzchak means he will laugh. Rav Kluger says, Yitzraqavinu Yitzchak avinu's was not necessarily to see the good, but it's to have such faith, to have such emuna, that at some point this will be okay to sort of close your eyes and put yourself in that place. Not to put the honey on the challah. to turn the challah over and put the honey there. To close your eyes and to sort of leave. That difficulty, to sort of put yourself in that place that you have so much faith that a baruch who will take care of you, that for a little bit of time you sort of, you sort of pretend and you sort of go to that oylam haba in oylam leda to know shagamim ashev ein to know that even if right now you don't see the good and you don't need the sweetness, you don't see any positive yamtin, but to wait. And to believe that at some point this will be okay. And now I could sort of close my eyes and try to taste it and try to pretend. And he says, Therefore, Yitzchak is the future. He will laugh. Yitzchak is a future. Yitzchak is a Jew sort of tasting that future now. And he says, that even if a Jew doesn't see right now, all he sees is a fox leaving the Kodesh And right now, there is zero positivity to that. There is zero half glass full. But to know that Hakadosh Baruch Hu at some point will take care of it, and to have such faith that you're sort of you're so confident that it'll happen that you could sort of already laugh before, already live in that place before it happens. So he says, Yamtin Viere Mirachikesagulavam Tok. You see, Laosid Lava Yira Adam Shakomasha Yenirle Raba star you see when Sheikh comes, all those times in life that were difficult, you'll see Baemasu achon of Kisa Shalatoiv. It was all the best. Vizelosh and is Tzhik. He even says it further. Yitzhuk doesn't just mean laugh. Yitzhuk he says is a lush of yichud. Is a lush of connection. You see, this world is itself a broken world. The, the, the Neu Behuda writes in his Pirosh Slach that we say in Shema, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem is midas harachamim, Elokeinu is midas hadin. that this world is sort of fractured, that it looks like there's Hashem which is rachamim, and it looks like there's Hashem which is din, that there's two gods, and there's no unification, but the truth is Hashem Echad the truth is at some point Mashiach comes you'll see a yichud you see a tzchayk, Tzchaik means a connection that Yitzchak Avinu's ability is to live in this world but to have that yichud, to have that connection that uh, be able to unify all aspects of Hashem to see that it's all Hashem Echad that there'll be a connection between Hashem and elikenu it'll be all Hashem Echad that's Yitzchak avinu. The truth is, that's the koyach of Rav Akiva. Rav Akiva. by the way, it's not a coincidence that Akiva, his name is Akiv, which means the end. That he sort of saw the end. Rav Akiva's ability to sort of... It's not just that he saw the positive. Oh, he was a very optimi- optimistic person. That's not what it was. Rav Akiva had so much faith and so much Muna that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will take care of Klal Yisrael that he was sort of able to to live in that Amuna now. It's not a coincidence that Rav Akiva, as he was being murdered and being tortured to death, according to one medrash, he was laughing. And when did he die? He said, Shema Yisrael Hashem Melekenu Hashem Echad. Because Rav Akiva's whole avoyda, Rav Akiva's whole ability is to sort of look past the smoke and to sort of see the end, the end zone and to sort of live, live in that future place now. I saw this Rav, Rav Kuk in his introduction to Shir which is amazing. The Hebrew is a little bit too difficult to say over, so I, I, I saw the translation. He describes Rav Akiva, and he describes it these words. I'll just read you the words of Rav Kook. It's It's mamish, perfectly said. He says, For this spiritual giant, the distant future was as real and palpable as the present reality. His unshakable faith and vision was rooted in a profound love of Hashem. This love so filled his pure heart that the future was a certain reality, leaving no room to mourn over the disasters of the present. For Rav Akiva, the tragedies of the day were but a thin cloud casting fleeting shadows under the brilliant daytime sun. That's Rav Akiva. It's not that he didn't see the tsarists, but he had such faith that the tsarists will be fixed. He had such faith that it will all be okay he was able to sort of yitzchak, he was able to laugh, he was able to sort of put himself, that he didn't see a fox leaving the Kedesh HaKadoshim, he was able to see the Bayesh Lishi. You know, the Gemara tells us, it's a medrash, it's not a Gemara, it's a medrash, the medrash tells us that Rav Akiva, when he was really, really poor, um, he was really, really poor, him and his wife, this is when his wife was cut off from her father's money, Ben Kalva Savua, they couldn't afford mattresses, and they would sleep on straw, And every morning, Rav Akiva would pluck the straw out of his hair and out of his wife's hair. And the Medrash tells us that when Rav Akiva was doing this, he promised his wife that he said, One day I'll be able to buy you a tiara, a golden tiara of Yerushalayim Shel Zahav. Of a golden Yerushalayim, which Rashi says was that it had the outline of Yerushalayim. What it means is Rav Akiva's plucking straw out of his wife's hair but he's seeing this Shel Zahav. He's not seeing the tsaras of now. He's putting himself in that place where everything's perfect and everything will be perfect. The truth is, that's the avoida of the Seder. That's the whole inyan of Pesach. The Indian of Pesach is to live in galus, but to have such emuna, to have such faith that it's all going to be okay, to sort of already taste it now. To sort of close your eyes and pretend and to have that Nechama of Akiva Nechamtanu. I saw this, I actually heard this Vart recently. The Gemara tells us that Mismach Gula Gula, the Gemara connects the Gula of Pesach to the Gula of Purim. They're both connected. My brother said over, I saw this recently in a Thank You Hashem you know, Instagram. Someone sent me one of those videos. It's a good Vart. When he was talking about Purim, that Yossi said over that, you know, obviously when you're reading the the Purim, uh, the Purim story, you're supposed to, you're supposed to like live it, right? As you're reading the Megillah, you're supposed to experience the Megillah as it happens. So he says it is. Isn't it strange that when we get to Haman, we're like boo and clapping? It's very mockery. Like if you're actually reading the Megillah in a real way, then at that time when you're reading the story of Haman. It's genocide. Like that's not a joke. Like that wasn't a joke. That was, that was frightening. So we're like, boo, and they're you know they're doing the groggers. It feels very like, it feels very mockery. It it doesn't feel appropriate. To it, it feels like you're downplaying the the severity of it. So Yassi said that, the vart is, the reason why we're able to do that, is because. We know the ending, and we have such a See the avoid of purim, and it's connected to the avoid of Pesach, is that you have such emuna that Hashem will take care of you, then even when you're in the story of Purim, you're able to say boo, and you're able to be like, I'm not worried. It's like Gam Yati Modi. That you have such faith that it's going to be okay, then even when you're in the tsara, you're not worried. And you could boo, and you could machul because you know it's going to be okay. That's the Indian of Purim. The truth is, that's the avoid of the Seder. The avoid of the Seder is to have for forty-eight hours just to pretend and to sort of put yourself. You're not in America anymore. I think the Rev Kluger brings that I'm sorry, the Tifer The Tifer Shloima of says that the first Seder, Kla Yisrael, were taken. They were taken to Yushalayim. If you have an test, just to end with this, the Ma'areinayim writes in Parashas Tzav, he says like this, V'zeh benisa niglu benisa The Jewish people will be redeemed on Pesach, just like we were redeemed the first time. And alayam elu And we know the famous kashen, which is that the Jewish people, when they got to the Yamsuv, the Yamsov didn't want to split because we were oivda ve which means when we left Mitzrayim, we were in the Memtesh Shari We were in the lowest level a Jew could be in. The Imkein, and if that's the case, Kasha Bemis, Nigalu. So the Kasha, the Ma'orin asks, is that if we were talking the lowest level, then what schus did we have to be redeemed? What did we do to be Zoycha, to be taken out of Mitzrayim? If at the seven days later, if at if at the, the if at the Yamsuf we were still the Memtashari then what did we do to deserve leaving? And even though we were a Memtes, you still have to do something to awaken that mercy. But says the Marinaim, Ach b'Mitzrayim also Yisrael kol haseder belila. He says something amazing. He says that the night of Pesach, the night before we left Mitzrayim, when we were still in Egypt, all the Jewish people got together and did a Seder, a full Seder, and we said, and we had Matzah, and maror and the entire, the whole shebang, and we talked about leaving Mitzrayim, and we had such faith, that it will be okay, and when the Zaskos that we left, The whole Avoid of the Seder, the first Seder, was in Mitzrayim, but pretending and closing your eyes and putting yourself in that place of it'll all be okay. That's the Avoid of the Seder. The Avoid of the Seder is for for two days, for two nights, to get together with your family and to not be stuck in Golas and to not be small and to not complain and to not talk about things that are upsetting and to not talk about Narishkeitin. But for two days you get to leave. For two days you get to pretend, you get to put yourself in that place of Yitzchak Avinu, of Akiva Nechamtanu, to put yourself in that place of everything being perfect. And everything will be okay. And until that point, for two days you get to live in that place. That's the avoid of the Seder. The avoid of the Seder, for two days you get to leave. You get to leave Golis and all the shackles that is Golis. And you get to be a real, what klaisor really could be. And in that very chus. HaGadosh Baruch who takes us out of Mitzrayim. That's how we left, and that's how we will leave. And that's chos. we should be zayicha, to have an emes, a gulah, Mitzrayim,